you don't know this, and Instagram doesn't know it because it's stuck on one. But that took a lot longer to get sorted out than I was expecting. Why don't we let Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers uh, play our theme? I'm going to figure out what's happening with the Instagram machine. I'm going to bring you all up to speed because you know what's happening. It's Friday night. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's Monday night. What a shambles. What a shambles. We're going to be right back. Take me there, Rob. problems with uh with instagram here i don't know why she swallowed the fly perhaps she'll die let's see counting down three two one no instagram's just getting stuck on one this is really letting you guys see how the sausage gets made nothing is working right tonight this is frustrating First of all, my webcam wasn't working for the YouTube machine. Now my Instagram machine's not working. You know what? I'm going to just reopen Instagram. And yeah, the webcam wasn't working right. That was frustrating. You know, you know how it goes, kids, with your technologies and your socials, media. Media's social, would we say? Maybe we'd say media's social. Three, two, one. One. Nope, still not happening. Well, we're just going to crack on, and I'm going to see if I can't get this stupid thing running while we do this. This is Monday night, as I said. It is Toronto. This is the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. I'm also noticing I'm wearing a black shirt, and on the YouTube camera, it looks like my head's just kind of floating in space. Uh, Nothing is working tonight. Nothing is working, but I'll tell you what is working. This bottle of beer is going to work just fine and dandy this is timothy taylor's landlord the classic pale ale at 4.1 percent and we are live on instagram hello instagram gosh sorry that you're joining us late the instagram machine was taking forever but look at that right out of the gate someone's joined in now this If you're just joining us on Instagram, as noted, Timothy Taylor's Landlord Pale Ale requires a bottle opener. I happen to have one conveniently located next to the podcast machine. Going to back up so the kids at home can see this. You know, the kids. Man, if there's something the kids like more than watching a middle-aged man pour beer, I don't know what it is. All the rage on the snaps to book or whatever we're calling these things these days. Not the cleanest of clean glasses, but not bad. Look at that color. That is just beautiful, deep amber with a nice white head on it. This is an English style pale ale, not to be confused with the North American. I was going to say younger sibling, but uh, let's be honest. It's like North American grandchild or something They're They're a whole different ball of wax, those beers. But this is the English style. Now, full disclosure, often I haven't had the beer I'm doing on the podcast in a while or at all. Sometimes it's totally blind. 
I just finished one of these with dinner. It also simplifies things because I know what I'm going to tell you to eat with it. It worked really well. Uh, on the nose, what are we getting? Um, some hops, which, uh, you know, if you're a North American pale ale drinker, you're not going to think is that an exceptional thing to say. In this case, though, these are clearly English hops. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess like East Kent Golding. That's just a guess. You know me and Goldings. I like them Styrian. I like them East Kent. I don't know if there's any other Goldings out there, but I bet if there are, I'd like them. Malt is clear. It's uh, like an English malt, almost without a doubt. So it's going to be something like Maris Otter, probably. Uh, just a guess. But that really nice, distinctive. It's there's something to it. It's there's a little bit more mm, graininess somehow. I can't quite quantify it, but British um, malts. Yeah, a little bit more like fibrous plant kind of thing going on somehow. Mm. And then, yeah, definitely some English ale yeast, without a doubt. Uh, maybe even like hints of pear on the yeast. It's not pear aroma. You've got to go looking for it in, in what you're getting off the yeast. The yeasts are always kicking off a bit of esters. And this one's maybe a little underripe pear, or like a nice crisp Bartlett pear. Mm, let's get a sip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mouthfeel on that's exceptional. Nice weight to the body. And and this beer is probably not gonna have I mean you can tell by the clarity, it's unlikely it's got wheat or oats in it, which would be totally normal in a North American, uh, especially if it's a New England style pale ale. That one only has malted barley in it, as noted, English could be Maris Otter, could be Golden Promise. Hmm. Something like that, anyway. Hops, there's a definite herbal astringency to them, leafy a little. And then, yeah, a very typical English ale yeast, not quite hitting the level maybe that you get off of like Ringwood that you would get from something from the granite, but like English from a mile away. No doubt about it. This is a very, very English pale ale. It's delightful. Mmm. Nicely carbonated. Mention that in with the uh, mouthfeel. This is obviously out of a bottle. Be similarly carbonated if you got it on draft, where it would not be quite so carbonated as if you were lucky enough to be drinking it on cask. This would present really nicely on cask. Now, the other thing about this, it's a little on the cold side right now because my icebox here sits at about four degrees Celsius, at least on the lower shelf, which is where this one was. Uh, this beer service temperature should be more like seven or eight. Real purists would want to push that up to like 10, maybe even 11 degrees Celsius. That's a little much for my palate. I still want my beer to be a little cold um, or at least cool. I find it 10 and 11... I know it's still like 20 degrees colder than my body, but it just doesn't have the same mm, in my uh, in my face. Oh, hey, there's Ben Johnson. Oh, I accidentally tried to report you. Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Timothy Taylor's Landlord Pale Ale. 
super English, nicely bitter, astringent, nowhere near as bitter as you're going to get off of, you know, almost any North American pale ale, but like nice. And notable that you get, I mean, we always talk about like the English uh, pale ales have more balance to use the term, um, which is just to say you can actually, it's not hard to pick up the malts uh, in these beers and especially in this one, like I say. I don't know if I could tell you the difference between Maris Otter, Golden Promise, and uh, I'm trying to think there's another one off the top of my head, an English malt. But uh, it's going to be one of those. It's not straight Canadian two-row. This, this is an English malt. Um, interesting thinking about the hops. Again, mm, I might be wrong about East Kent Golding. It's not very spicy. East Kent's less spicy than Styrian. It's pretty leafy. Could be like Fuggles, though, which is fun to say. If I were an English brewer, I would probably use Fuggles all the time just because of how much fun it is to say Fuggles. What kind of hops are in there? Fuggles. Hmm. You know, hmm, hang on. Hmm. Again, I did drink this with dinner. I'm not fresh to this, but I am really thinking about it a lot more. With dinner, I was more just enjoying it with my food, which was delightful. Thinking about it now... That, um, some of that astringency, that leafiness off the hop, I think this is made with whole cone hops. I have no idea if I can even find that out, but I think this is made with whole cone hops. It's got that little bit more kind of plant materially kind of vibe coming off it. And again, especially knowing that it's almost certainly made with English hops, which tend to be much lower in alphas, it's presenting a notable astringency. That's my guess. This is whole cone hop. And also, that's a very traditional thing to do. And good golly, if the Pommies don't like their traditions, like, um, you know, losing to Wales at the rugby, that's a good one. Losing to Australia at the cricket, that's another good one. Losing all of their territory to all the places they colonized to just about everybody, that's another one. These are all things the English like as traditions. <laughs> and using traditional ingredients in their beer, bless their souls. This is very tasty. Mm. So, once again, Timothy Taylor's landlord. How and where did I get this? Well, I got it at the LCBO. And I got it at the LCBO because I went into one that I knew had a limited beer selection, but I thought they're going to have something English in there because we're making fish and chips for dinner. And I wanted to get something to make some batter with and then to consume with the fish and chips. And on my first pass through uh, the beer cooler... Um, like that there, there was basically <laughs> no one <laughs> represented. I just read a funny comment from Ben, by the way, Ben disagree. Ben says no one gets my UK sports references. Chris might as well be Quidditch. One of those incidentally was geopolitical reference. So obviously I'm way, way, way out in the deep end here. Um, I was going to settle for Smithics, which of course is not English, it's Irish, and you probably call it Smithwicks, but in most cases, uh, we don't pronounce the W in those British place name pronunciations, or Irish in this case. So for instance, it's not Chiswick Bitter, it's Chiswick, and it's not Smithwicks, it's Smithix. I don't know why they don't pronounce the W. 
you got me. But anyway, that's what we do. Anywho, I'd resigned myself to a can of Smithics, which, by the way, I say resigned. Nothing wrong with a can of Smithics. Nice beer. Really solid. If you want a good Irish red ale, and let's be honest, when's the last time you had a good Irish red ale? It's probably been a minute, especially if you're in Ontario. We had a spate of red ales in like the early to mid 2000s, maybe even up to around 2010, 2011. I remember Cheshire Valley made a real nice, real nice Irish red ale. Anyway, you don't see that stuff anymore because what people want are hop juice and sours. And uh, now I'm just an old man on my front porch telling you to get off my lawn. Anywho, I'd uh, resigned myself to a Smithix and then I saw these bottles over with all the Ontario craft beer. This, by the way, not an Ontario craft beer. This is from England. But there it was and I wasn't going to debate it. I picked up two and I'm having the second one right now. Made a great batter for the fish and chips. Nice and crispy. Mmm. Real nice fish and chips, too. Yeah, the Mrs. Erica did a bang-up job on the, the fish and chips. And that's what you should have this beer with. You should use it to make the batter, and then make the fish and chips, and then eat it with the beer. Now, if you find that a daunting proposition, which a lot of people do, there are not terrible battered fish options in the frozen aisle but even better support a local business you've got a good chip shop near you i promise get yourself a fish and chip order it just be really careful don't uh use a food delivery service because if you do the fish will be soggy and the chips will be like mush they don't travel well go and pick them up get home double quick Maybe even consider taking the beer with you and just sitting out front and enjoying the fish and chips with the beer. That's going to be just right. And not just because it's a traditional thing. In this context, the, the, the beer really will actually elevate the experience of the fish and chips. Because, of course, as we always talk about with things like fish and chips, they're quite oily, right? They're, they've been deep fried. This beer with that astringency from the hops is really going to cut through that. Um, and as well, when you've used it in the batter, it's not a huge flavor component, but I always like to believe that, you know, it's doing something in there. So that's what you're going to do with this. It's delightful. You can... Oh, hang on. Mm. So the beer is warming up. Um, partially because my office is quite warm and also partially because it's been out of the fridge for about 20 minutes because that's how long it took me to get the stupid uh, uh, webcam thing working. Uh, as it's warming up, actually, now what I'm getting off of the malts, uh, I, I always hesitate to say a woodiness, but like a woodiness to the, the, the malt profile. Think about like the last time you had a nice brown ale, like maybe a uh, uh, a black oak, for instance. Oh, that's a nice brown brown ale. There's a, a woody, almost nutty like quality to the malt, uh, which is more pronounced in some of those darker malts they're using. But you get it off of English uh, malts as well. And this has that as it's warming up a bit. Some of that nuance is coming out. It's quite nice. Hmm. Let's read the bottle. Make sure I have the right brewer. You know, I couldn't even listen to last week's episode because I felt so stupid about misidentifying the brewery. So embarrassing. By the way, just reading the label here, the classic pale ale, ABV, a whopping 4.1%. This is technically a light beer in the province of Ontario. 
product of England. Yes, we knew that. Oh, it was brought in by McClelland Premium Imports in Mississauga. Mm -mm -mm. How about that? Timothy Taylor Brewery from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. It's fun to say. Don't say Shire. It's Yorkshire. Uh, we're getting a lot of English pronunciation here. Let's actually read its label now. Oh, it's from Keeley in uh, Timothy Taylor, brewed by Timothy Taylor's Knoll Spring Brewery, Keeley in, in Yorkshire. Well, it sounds like they're using spring water from a place called Knoll. Anyway, this is Landlord, the drinker's favorite and the classic pale ale with a complex citrus and hoppy aroma. Citrus, eh? Hmm. I mean, got a date code on here. Could be a little old. They almost always are by the time they get here. Uh, this is produced on May the 24th, so it's not new, but for a LCBO, that's not bad. It's about three months old. I think I would accept an argument of some sort of citrus peel in the astringency off the hops. It's about all I'll give them on that. Anywho, launched in 1952 and has won more awards nationally than any other beer, including Camera's Draft Supreme Champion Beer of Britain four times. That's impressive stuff. Taylor's Taste, which incidentally taste is capitalized there. It's apparently a proper noun. I don't know how I feel about that. Taylor's Taste is achieved by using the finest natural ingredients. Here we go. Our unique Knoll Spring Water. Well, I got that right. The highest grade Golden Promise Malted Barley. Golden Promise, there it is. Whole Leaf Hops. Wait, was I calling it Golden Promise or Golden Something Else? Anyway, that's what I was talking about. And our own... Oh. Okay. And our own Taylor's Taste Yeast. And in that context, taste is also capitalized. And I think in that context, I can accept that. Because that could be its proper name. I don't think much of their copy editor here, but anyway. And yeah, here you go. Best served between 11 and 13 degrees Celsius. Mm. Best is a subjective term, uh, Timothy. Timothy Taylor. Anyway, solid beer. Really, really nice stuff. And if you like English beers, you're going to love this. This is as English as cricket. Or Quidditch, as Ben calls it. I think. Really nice stuff. Pick it up if uh, you're here in Ontario. It is available at the LCBO. Uh, distribution's probably going to be limited because, as noted, this was brought in by a uh, distributor, McClelland, specifically. Used to do a lot of uh, stuff with McClelland back in the day. Glad they made it through the pandemic. That's good. Um, oh, look, in the, on the label, if you're watching one of the videos, that's a fella in what looks to be a red rugby shirt, probably Welsh. Pouring a pint of cask ale, and you can tell because of the gooseneck going down in and uh, the length of that handle. That is a hand pump. This would be delightful on cask. Uh, yeah, grab that uh, at the LCBO. Look it up. See if it's available at your local. If not, they can bring it in, or you can order it online. LCBO does do delivery, including delivery to your local store, in which case you don't pay a fee, I don't think. I think you just have to go pick it up. 
Mmm. That is a tasty, tasty drop of English ale. And if you like that sort of thing, it of course... And for some reason, my Instagram machine just ended the live video. That's odd. Okay, that's indicative of how the way the night's going. We're just going to knock it in the head right there. If you do like English-style beers, of course, you're going to want to check out uh, uh, the Granite Brewery. Mm, love the Granite. Maybe I should do a Granite beer next week. Hit up Mary Beth, see what she's got in. See what would be good. It's going to be the game plan. And uh, uh, also, uh, Say What has partnered with County Durham as uh, Bruce at Durham was looking to retire. He's retirement age, and Lord knows he can't make beer forever. And so the uh, crew at Say What stepped in to help take over running the brewery. They have a good uh, brewer who's been working there for some time, honing their skills. Um, but they've got a bunch of them in the LCBO now, and uh, they're, they're uh, nitro cans, so they serve like uh, draft beers. Really nice stuff, if you like English ale. Mm. And of course, worth mentioning, uh, shout out to Pompous Ass uh, from Great Lakes. Uh, also a very solid, accessible uh, English-style ale. Uh, similar wheelhouse to this, if I'm honest with you. Anyway, uh, Instagram's done. We're shutting it down. Uh... That's what we got. Hope you have a good night. Be safe out there. We'll talk. You know PSA tonight because everything's the wheels are falling off. Uh, we'll talk at you next week with something, maybe something from the granite. Till then, you have a good night. This is Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. Pick up this record. Link is in the description. It is called Link Ray Gun. This track, the album is We Are the Curry Brothers. Have a good night. Bye.